It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to the Rim Around League Podcast. I'm your host for the NFL Scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, we're going to preview the 2022 training camp for the Washington Commanders. It's been a long six weeks waiting for some real football action to take place, but the wait is finally over. It's a pivotal year for the franchise, hopefully they can have a good, healthy camp, get things rolling quickly in September. A lot to preview, so here we go. First, we're going to start off the guys that are going to be on the PUP list. Obviously, <clears throat> you have Chase Young coming off the torn ACL. That is to be expected. Uh, I don't know if he's really going to be even available come uh, September. Uh, you know, I think they need to be cautious with him, obviously. This franchise has learned from the past. Um, you know, rushing a guy too back too quickly can really detriment their career um, and the longevity of it, obviously. You know, Robert Griffin III being the main example. But, you know, there's no reason to rush him back. He's going to have, you know, hopefully a long, prosperous career here in Washington. And if he misses two or three games in September, it's not the end of the world. I think Montez Sweat's going to step up and have a big year for him and hopefully a big impact those couple games that Chase is out. But obviously Chase is on PUP, start the training camp, and I don't think he's going to come off it. I think he's going to start the regular season on the PUP list. Um, obviously have Logan Thomas on the PUP list as well. Another guy coming off a torn ACL. I think he's a better shot to be ready come September, um, but maybe he misses a game or two as well. No need to really rush him as well. Um, you know, they have John Bates, uh, um, uh, Antonio Gainey Golden potentially can make the roster. Then you have other guys like, like uh, Samus Reyes to get a shot, the rookie Cole Turner. So obviously not a lot of depth of tight end, but again, they can get by. John Bates is, can definitely fill in as the number one tight end for a few weeks, but hopefully Logan can you know, be ready for season sooner rather than later. When you have Trace Rulie also on the pup, obviously he's one of the better centers in the league, in my opinion, and has been a really, really consistent you know center for this team ever since he got drafted. Um, it looks like Wes Weiser is going to take over for him if Chase is out. He's been practicing the center um, the whole OTAs and minicamp circuit. So hopefully Chase is ready to go. He's coming off that broken leg. I don't know what his status is. You know, obviously we'll probably hear more about that in the coming weeks. But I bet you he probably has the best shot of being ready for week one. But again, that's purely speculation. <clears throat> Moving on to the players, obviously, that are going to be ready to practice here in day one on Wednesday. Carson Wentz, obviously, is going to big talk at camp. All the players that you know involved kind of said his arms look great, and I'm sure it just looks completely different compared to practicing a guy against guys like Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen over the last couple of years. Then you have Carson Wentz, whose arm is going to look like a missile compared to them. And Carson Wentz does have a great arm; he really does. I'm not taking that away from him, but um, I'm sure it's in comparison to those guys, it's a huge, huge um, difference. But you know, Carson does have a rocket. You know, it's great to see him. You know, being talked about by his teammates in that way. It seems like he had a really good mini camp in OTAs. He's been really good in the locker room. I don't have heard a player say anything bad about him. Obviously, you don't expect him to, anyways, but at least through the media right away. Um, but I'm really, really excited to see how he does, see how he practices, how he sees, you know, meshes with Terry McLaurin coming. You know, this is really Terry's first reps with him coming, you know, coming out here in training camp. Obviously, they had a little bit of workout session in LA a few weeks back after Terry got his extension. But obviously, in the first, you know, 7 to 7, 11 on 11 looks, this will be his first opportunity to throw to a guy like Terry McLaurin. I think Carson can have a good year as long as he stays within his element. You know, sometimes obviously he looks for the big play too much and that gets him in trouble. And obviously he had a really, really poor end of the season last year for Indianapolis and one of the main reasons why they didn't make the playoffs. But I think Carson, you know, hopefully will, you know, know that this is his last opportunity here to be successful. If he doesn't play well, he probably won't get another shot to be a franchise quarterback. 
starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, so I think, you know, he, he set up for success with the weapons that he has. You know, Terry, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, De'Ami Brown, Cam Sims. And then obviously Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Brian Robinson Jr., Logan Thomas, John Bates, a solid offensive line. So this is probably the better, one of the best set of weapons he's ever had in his career, if not the best. So I expect Carson to perform. I'm sure there'll be some moments he's going to have fans scratch their head, but hopefully it's, you know, few and far between you know, the big plays and good looks he's had. Obviously, he did 27 to 7 touchdown to interception ratio last year in Indianapolis. If he has it here in D.C., I don't see how D.C., the commanders are not in the playoffs. So if he can have a similar type season, Obviously, I think Washington has a chance to win the division or at least make the team as a wild card. Really, really excited to see how Antonio Gibson looks. He trimmed out his body fat by 6%. Um, I think he's going to really provide a more explosive to, to his you know, RB1 role. Uh, I think it's not, he's not going to lose the way he's able to you know pound the rock between the tackles as well. He obviously lost a little bit of weight, but I think, you know if anything, it's only going to make him better. I think he's going to have less carries because they drafted a guy like Byron Robinson Jr. Gene McKissick is still going to get a lot of his... You know, time and passing down situations, so he has a chance to be fresher. Uh, I think he might not get 300 touches like he did last year, maybe you know between 225 and 250, but I have more, might have more yards because he's going to be a little more fresh, a little more agile, um, and a little more explosive with the ball. So I'm really excited to see him. I think he's going to have a breakout year this year. Moving on to Terry McLaurin, um, kind of what I already mentioned with him and Carson. Really excited to see him back with the team. I know he's excited to be here. He's the leader of this team, captain of this team. Probably the most talented player on this team outside him and you know Jonathan Allen, Carson, Carson, um, Chase Young, all in that same breath. But you know, obviously, Terry is a wide receiver one. He's a great, great player. So excited they were able to extend him and give him the money that he absolutely deserved for what he brings this team on and off the field. I expect him to have the best year of his career with the best quarterback he's ever played with. Obviously, Carson is isn't you know talked about in the professional on quarterbacks, and rightfully so. But he's a solid quarterback, and again, way way better than what Terry's had to deal with his first three years of his career. So now that he has a stable presence behind center, you know, I expect Terry to you know eclipse you know twelve thirteen hundred yards, eighty to ninety catches. So really excited as what, what he see to see what he can do with a you know stable presence uh, in the backfield, you know, man of the quarterback position. You have to keep an eye on Curtis Samuel's health. He was healthy for the most part at minicamp and OTAs. He did miss a couple of days. Out of Ryan Rivera called an abundance of caution just because of some late leg tightness. So obviously, I'm sure they're going to be cautious with him even in training camp. He's going to have some off days. Obviously, really have to hope that he's healthy because he can bring an added element to this team and this offense that no one else really can. The way he can play in the backfield and the slot on the outside, versatility is something that you know what this team craves and what they really need to be successful and take this offense to another level. So I'm really you know. Big supporter of Curtis Samuel. I just obviously have to keep him healthy. I think if he can play, you know, 14 to 15 games, obviously you want to play 17, but even if he plays that much, he's going to get you, you know, a thousand total yards and seven or eight touchdowns between rushing and receiving. So um, I'm high on Curtis, and obviously got to keep, make sure he's healthy. I want to see what the guys that are developing as tight end, like Antonio Giddy Golden, Sam Reyes can do a tight end. Obviously, AGG is new to position, um, but obviously, if he wants to have an NFL extended career, it looks like he's going to have to be at a tight end. Didn't work out well those first two years in receiver. He was cut you know, by the team last year. He was on the practice squad for most of the year. Samus Reyes really just played special teams last year in his first year, real year of organized football, you know, being from Chile. Um, so obviously, see what he can do now that he's in the NFL for a second year. I don't think his roster spot is a given. Obviously, they made sure to keep him on the roster last year. They wanted to see his potential, but... I mean, you have guys like, you know, John Bates and Logan, obviously, are going to be on the roster, but, you know, Logan might be on the pup list to start the year. Then you have Cole Turner and uh, uh, undrafted rookie, um, under, some undrafted rookies to contend with as well. So, obviously, I, he's going to have to fight for it. I think AGG has a lot of potential with tight end. I love the way he uses his body and his upper body for jump ass, jump ball situations, going back to his Liberty days. And if he can translate to the tight end, I hope to see that he has some, you know, good potential to at least be a backup tight end in the NFL. 
Want to see how the O-line cohesion is. Obviously, if Charles Leno Jr., left tackle, Andrew Norwell at center, Chase Rulee or Wes Schweizer at center, uh, Trey Turner, right guard, and Sam Cosney at right tackle. It looks like what the starting five will be. Um, I think it's a good, solid group. You know, they're losing this Pro Bowler and, and brand of Sheriff, but hopefully this guy stays healthy more consistently than Sheriff did. That's still a really solid offensive line to protect Carson Wentz and open polls for Antonio Gibson, Brian Robson Jr., and J.D. McKissick. So I'm excited to see how they are able to blend and have some chemistry because that's a big part of the line play. They got to, you know, help each other out and, you know, have have each other's backs when assignments are blown or assignments are, you know, mixed up. So I think as long as they get some more reps together in training camp and maybe get some reps in the preseason, that really helped them in the regular season. Um, really just excited to see the edge player step up opposite of uh, Montez Sweat, obviously, with Chase probably missing the first couple games of the season. They brought in F.O. Bada from um, the um, Buffalo Bills, and he was in Carolina before. James Smith Williams, you know, going into his third year, has had some, you know, solid moments here in his first couple of years. The former seventh round pick, Casey Tuhill, coming over from Philly a couple of years back, is a prior squad addition, and Tuhill is a guy that's got some reps last year. Shaka Tony, the seventh round pick of last year. William Bradley King, another seventh round pick from last year. So not like, you know, a lot of big names that are going to step in and Chase Young's. Um, absence, but guys that hopefully can at least form a you know two or three four guy rotation that could at least uh, keep the uh, opposite edge of Montez Sweat afloat for the, for the let's say the first month of the season worst case scenario the Chase is able to play. I'm excited to see Cole Holcomb and Mike Linebacker. This is his job to lose, and they haven't bring anyone in. This is what he's going to do. He played a couple games there last year, and now it seems like he wants a position. It seems like the team wants to give him the position, or maybe it's just out of no other better, better options. But I think Cole can do it. He's a smart player. Love his athleticism. He can definitely play sideline to sideline. His good hands, a couple picks last year. And I think, you know, as long as he can handle it in the preseason, he's going to be the Mike linebacker in regular season. Really want to see Jamin Davis, see if he develops. Obviously, he had a up-and-down rookie year. Had some bright spots, but obviously had some play games where he just flat out didn't play, which is not what you want to see from your first-round pick. Um, so I really want to see how he develops. His athleticism is, you know, off the charts around a 4-4. Um, at his pro day in Kentucky. Um, so all the physical tools are there. It's so all just, you know, put it together. I like that they're keeping him on the outside this year. He never was going to be a Mike linebacker. No other teams tried to make him do that. So now that he's more in his more natural position to relax, I expect him to have a much better second year in the league. Um, they could also bring in a linebacker. Obviously, they could use one. They don't really have much depth after those top two guys. Ava Mayo is behind them. Kalike Hudson. Kalike Hudson's, excuse me. Kalike Hudson is also someone to watch the play in the Buffalo nickel role. He's a smaller linebacker, but he's athletic. They can do some things maybe similar to the way Logan uh, Landon Collins did it last year. But it seemed like they were, they were you know, um, linked to a guy like Anthony Barr from Minnesota a few weeks back. Anthony Barr is a guy that could play off the edge. He could play outside linebacker in a 4-3 as well. He's about 30 years old. Um, he's had some, you know, really good season in Minnesota. He's been a Pro Bowl player. I think he'd be a great guy to bring, bring in, especially if it's a, you know, low, you know, low-risk deal. Because he can provide depth in the linebacker. He can even rush off the edge, um, opposite of Montez Sweat when Chase is out. So I like his versatility. So he's someone I really would hope they bring in if they do bring in another body here at that linebacker position. Then you get looking at a guy like Benjamin St. Juice in the slot or who could also play Buffalo Nickel. Buffalo Nickel rolls up for, you know, up for grabs, obviously, after they cut Landon Collins. And maybe they still bring back Landon Collins, but obviously I haven't heard anything like that um, percolating out there. But St. Juice is a big corner. He hasn't really played slot in college, but it looks like they're going to give him the shot of that position, keeping Kendall Fuller, William Jackson, third on the outside. Which is better for them? Those are better. They're they're better on the outside. Kind of Fuller had a much much better time at on the outside corner position last year than when he played in the nickel. The so St. Juice, they're going to see what he does. Um, he's not the most fast, long speed corner kind of guy, but he is quick in short area, and that's obviously what he needs to do to be successful in the slot. So I'm excited to see what he can do in this, his second year, and need him to stay healthy as well because he ended the year on IR with concussions. Want to see how William Jackson third bounces back this year after a you know up and down first year here in Washington. They need to play him more in sets that he's comfortable in. He was more of a man corner in Cincinnati. 
his team doesn't play a lot of man, so maybe it's never going to be that great a fit. But that's obviously on, you know, between personnel and coaches of how they need to play him because they, they I some of his you know struggles last year I wouldn't even put on him because he was playing out of his natural position and the way he likes to play. So hopefully, you know, more amenable to the way he plays and the way he has success. William Jackson III is still a very very talented quarter in this league. Then you have the rookies. Obviously, those are guys you want to keep an eye on. Rookie first rounders, John De- Jahan Dotson. You have Fight Aaron Math, second round Byron Smith Jr. in the third. In the third round, Percy Butler in the fourth. Fifth rounder, Sam Hell and Cole Turner. And you know, other guys like Christian Holmes in the seventh rounders. And the guy to consider because he could make the team as that fifth corner in the back end of that quarterback room. I'm really high on Jahan Dotson. I think he's going to have a really good rookie year. I expect him to have 700, 800 yards receiving, 50, 60 catches. He has that workmanlike attitude that you know Terry McLaurin came in with. He's a very, very smart player the way he runs routes. He has great hands, probably the best hands on the team, maybe outside of Terry. So, And and everyone has you know, given him high praise, especially Carson Wentz said he probably has the most natural hands catcher he's ever seen. And that's great to see, you know, saying that it was about a rookie. So I'm really excited to see Dodson. Mathis is going to bring depth behind Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, um, obviously a former Alabama player. He's very, very stout against the run, so I expect him to be the same way in the NFL. Byron Jr. is going to be more of a goal line and get some touches for the, you know, the relief of uh, Antonio Gibson and McKissick. I could see Byron Robinson Jr. getting five, ten carries a game just because I know this team's going to want to run the ball. That's what Carson, excuse me, what Ron, Ron wants to do to take pressure off of Carson. Percy Butler is a you know more natural free safety, but I know they might try him a little more at Buffalo Nickel just to give him a shot. But I think eventually he probably will be a starting free safety in this league once Bob McCain's contract comes up. Here in Washington, but Butler is a guy that's probably going to be a third safety and a really good special teamer from day one. Sam Howell is probably going to be the third string quarterback. I don't see him challenging Heineke for the backup role, at least this year. But again, he was a really, really nice pick in the fifth round. We're great value. And then Cole Turner, a tight end from Nevada. Really big, you know, big play threat in the red zone. I could see him doing similar things here in the NFL. Um, he might be the tight end too this year, starting starting from day one, just if Logan Thomas starts a year on the PUP list, which I expect him to. So uh, Cole Turner is a guy to look for, especially in the red zone. And it's a breakout candidates that I've seen. And I mentioned them a little bit last week, last week on the podcast about breakout candidates around the NFL. We have Montez Sweat. I think Montez is gonna finally get not finally, but he's gonna have a double digit sack this year this year as long as he is healthy. He has all the physical tools to accomplish that, and he you know he was having a good year last year for the most part until so he had the broken jaw. Um, but I definitely think he's a double digit sack guy in the NFL, and I expect that to come to fruition here in year four for him. Mentioned it before, Antonio Gibson's a stud. I think he's going to have 1,200 or 1,300 total yards. Um, he's Again, he might have as much touches this year because of the draft pick of Brian Robinson Jr. third, but I think he's going to be fresh and someone that Ron's going to count on for all the, you know all year long. Cam Crow's another guy I love. Love him at safety. I mentioned him in last week's pod. Um, I think he's going to you know show he's a top 10 safety in this league because he can play free, he can play strong, he can play in the Buffalo Nickel role for this team. He has good hands. He can do it all at safety. He's a very, very smart, cerebral player. And I think he's really going to you know, show the league what kind of player he's going to be going into year three. Linebackers, Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis. Really hoping one of those guys is going to accept. Hopefully both of them. Holcomb's going to be in his fourth year. He's looking for a contract extension after this year or even before the year. Maybe they get it, get him done before the season starts. And Jamin Davis going into his second year, the more first rounder. Said it before, all the physical talent in the world just needs to put it together and you know, the mental aspects of the game and be more comfortable in his role on the outside. And then Benjamin St. Juice, another guy that, you know, he has all, a, lot, a lot of physical talent, needs to stay healthy. He has to adjust a new role this year in the slot and maybe even play a little Buffalo Nickel as well. He's a 6'2 corner, long guy. He, he likes to tackle as well, which you'd love to see at the corner position, especially if he's going to play a little more of the Buffalo Nickel. So I'm watching him. And then Jahan Dotson, no mention about his rookies. Maybe you can't really call a rookie a breakout guy, but I really think he's going to be a really, really good addition to this team. He's going to really open up things for Terry and Curtis Samuel. And Dotson's going to play on the slide. He's going to play on the outside. He's going to return some punts. I really think he's going to be a... Day one contributed to this team and someone that Carson can look for 
um, in critical situations right away. Because I think obviously Terry's going to be draw a lot of attention from opposing defenses, and I think Dots is going to be someone that is able to make them pay if they pay too much attention to Terry. Well, with that, that concludes our my league episode. Training camp is finally here, and preseason games are right around the corner. Hopefully the Commanders can have a productive camp, and most importantly, everyone will stay healthy. I'll be back next week talking about any training camp developments. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.